It's a beautiful building on the outside. I don't know if it's ever been quite suited for basketball. They're going to change that in a big, big way. We welcome Furman Vice President for Intercollegiate Athletics, also known as the Athletics Director. Makes it easy for me. Jason Donnelly, back to Sports Talk. And Jason, great to have you with us. How are you? Hey, Phil. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, great to be on with all of you. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Big day, as I mentioned, $40 million all brought in by by donors who stepped up to the plate for you and are going to get this done. How exciting a day was this for you guys up at Furman? Yeah, this was a great day. Huge moment for Furman. Um, $40 million donor-funded renovation at Timmins Arena. And, and as you said, the, the outside of the building um, is really nice. Campus is beautiful. Uh, but the inside of the building was built as a multi-purpose facility back in the 90s, so it's never really been what we've needed to be to portray excellence when it comes to basketball. And the focus of the $40 million will be uh, the entrance of the building, the interior of the building. Uh, we've already completed $3 million worth of renovations of locker rooms, offices, and, and all of this is intended to put Furman in the class that needs to be uh, competitively. And if you look at the peers that we have around the state, whether it's Clemson, South Carolina, or if you're talking about the mid-major programs that have made major investments. You look at Wofford, you look at High Point, you look at College of Charleston, uh, Davidson, any any of the schools, Elon, that are in this region. Um, in order to keep up, we've got to do these things, continue to be competitive with our basketball program. Looking at the artist rendering you guys put out, it, it looks awesome. I mean, it, re- it looks really sweet. <laughs> uh, what will the capacity be when you're done? Yeah, the capacity is going to be 2750, and uh, it's a number that we're really comfortable with. We've had a capacity of roughly 2500 uh, over the last several years. We've gotten to the point of selling out those games. Uh, we've got a huge game coming up at Wofford this upcoming weekend. We're already sold out for that Saturday game. Uh, and to us, the size is not really the focus in terms of getting bigger. Uh, we've got a great relationship with the Bon Secours Wellness Arena downtown uh, that also hosts the NCAA tournament games in-state in Greenville. And we will still play games that, that have a larger size. If we're going to draw close to seven, eight, nine thousand, ten thousand 10,000 fans, uh, we'll still continue to play games downtown. But on court, 2750, uh, every detail will be touched. It'll be first class uh, for our students, for our recruiting, uh, for our revenue production, all those different things. So uh, the size and scale will be what it is, but the amenities and all the fixtures from the inside out will be first class in every way your architect that you mentioned in your release uh he's been involved with some some major works uh in the uh, area of arenas across the country will this new look will it be unique to Furman, or or is he going to be basing it off of some other work he's done in the past yeah the the, the look is going to be unique to Furman, but Ken Betch, who is the architect, who's here out of Greenville, has done a phenomenal job. He did, if, if you're familiar with Charleston's TD Arena, and uh, did a great job there um, in, in a space that was really challenging uh, relative to what you need to do from in, in an urban environment inside the city. Uh, and there'll be elements of that. You'll see a full concourse that will go 360 degrees around. Uh, that's not something that we have now. But um, all the different amenities and elements have been part of a study that we've done when we've looked at our, our peers. We, we've looked at Charleston. We've looked at Wofford. We've looked at Elon. We've looked at Davidson. And the the feel inside the building will be very firm. You know, it's going to have, you know, courtside seats for the first time. It's going to have premium boxes for the first time. It's going to have donor hospitality spaces that don't exist to date. But at the end of the day, the one thing our, 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 our alumni and our donors wanted, we already have a great home court advantage. We've got a 
a great coach. We've got great energy in the building. Uh, we've got loyal fans, season ticket holders that have been with us for a long time. The number one thing we're going to keep is that atmosphere of energy, but all the touches that take place around that arena that, that not only serve our recruiting efforts, our retention efforts, you know, our student on-campus engagement efforts, but also the revenue efforts is a real big push. Uh, this is going to allow us to take the next big, next big step forward as an athletic department. Will it still be a multi-purpose building for things like concerts or anything else like that, or do you want it strictly to be used for your for your basketball teams? Or I mean, I guess does you know maybe volleyball plays in there? I'm not sure about that. What's going to be yeah. the use of the building? Primarily basketball. So you're you're going to see um, a multi-purpose facility that will be a basketball arena. And I, you know, one of the, the challenges with Timmins Arena for those that have been in it, they know that. It's it's got a stage and was set up to be kind of an amphitheater um, to host concerts and different things and orchestras and symphonies. Um, that won't be the focus going forward. The, the focus will be, you know, primary for our men's women's basketball down the road. We envision volleyball that being their home court at some point. They've got a great structure right now, but down the road we'll bring them in, and uh, we will do some events in there and we'll do all, all kinds of different things. But it'll be primarily. For basketball, our number one focus has got to be uh, our team. Our, our coach Bob Ritchie led our men's team to Southern Conference Championship last year. You know, NCAA tournament win over Virginia. They are going exactly the direction that we want them to go in, and this is going to support their success. And similarly, we want to have our women's program, led by Pierre Curtis, have the same ability to rise as a program. And um, our athletic programs are doing incredibly well. We've got. Basketball winning Southern Conference Championships and football winning Southern Conference Championships and our Olympic sports winning Southern Conference Championships. We want to keep that focus, and this arena will be focused on basketball. Visiting with Jason Donnelly, AD, at Furman for a a couple of more minutes. Will it remain Timmons Arena, or as part of the donations, is another name going to go on inside? Great question. This is a really unique situation that we have a historical legacy building uh, with the Timmons family, uh, with the Pelham family, and uh, this this goes back to the 90s. And um, the lead donor, Ravenel Curry, who is a Furman alumnus, a Furman trustee, in a very generous and unselfish way, cares enough about the Timmons family that with his donation, he asked us to continue the Timmons name on the building. And uh, it's a really unique situation that a donor who really respects the history and tradition, the legacy of the building and the Timmons family, made this donation with the understanding that the family would continue to have their name. Um, He also asked in that donation that the Timmons family and other families donate as well to support that, uh, and they have answered that. They have also donated at a high level uh, along with several other people. There was 10 uh, gifts of a million dollars or more, 31 six-figure gifts. So it's just been an incredible fundraising effort. But it's it's really remarkable to have a lead donor who cares more about Furman and the legacy and history in this case than he does about having his name on something, and we're, we're eternally grateful to Ravenel for that. That's awesome. This has to be the highest of highs a few weeks from the lowest of lows with the death of Bryce Stanfield, one of your football players, uh, during spring practice. How are you folks uh, doing uh, just a couple of weeks removed from that, um, and what, what have you been doing related to that uh, since then? Yeah, I really appreciate you bringing that up. Um, our, the, the truth is we're all still hurting very much. And um, the swing in the motions in terms of making this announcement, we 
purposely waited to make this announcement till now. Uh, we wanted to wait till after our board meetings, and we were intending to make it next week, but there's going to be a memorial on campus for Bryce Stanfield and his family, so we wanted to move it up a week to get away from that to, to reserve some space. But um, I, I've been so moved by the response from the community, the state of South Carolina, the uh, schools around this area, Georgia, uh, everyone around this has come out in support. Furman football, the Stanfield family. Um, there was a lot of there was a lot of hurt. There were a lot of tears. There were a lot of prayers. Uh, and I've just been so moved by the the impact of Bryce, you know, upon his teammates, upon our students, upon our community. And you, you've seen it all. You've seen the gamut of emotions with the team literally in his hospital room, conferring his degree with our president. Not a dry eye in the room, 150 people in the room um, with his parents' wishes. That's what they wanted to see him graduate. You see the following day, a voluntary lift where all of our athletes who were on campus went into the, the weight room and lifted in sets of nine and seven for his 97, honoring Bryce, being in there, you know, recovering together that energy and in prayer vigils with our students and our coaches and our department. But uh, the one thing that I've seen through this is that, that Bryce's loss has really pulled this community together. And uh, it just shows you the beauty of, of being an athlete, being a part of a team, uh, being as special a person as Bryce Stanfield was. And we, we know how much we're going to miss him, but we're, we're still hurting a lot in this community for him and for his family. That's certainly understandable. I mean, the entire state was shocked. So I'll end it with this. I wouldn't be doing my job talking to the Furman AD if I didn't ask this question right here at the beginning of baseball yeah. season. Any conversations yeah. taking place anywhere with the administration, boosters, et cetera, to return baseball to Furman? Yeah, it, it's the hardest conversation we go through. You know, you go back to 2020 and COVID, and we had to go through a series of cuts. We were asked to cut 25% of our budget in response to re- reductions in enrollment in campus. And um, and I get it. It's, it's one of the hardest things you go through um, when you have to look at reducing your profile and you cannot – make any changes on the women's side because of Title IX and where we stood there. Um, losing baseball has been the deepest cut that we've had as a department um, and arguably as a university in recent years. Uh, part of the process where I'm excited is that, you know, we've had conversations internally that at some point after this Timmons project got done that we could review and discuss baseball again in the future. Mm. Uh, we have had conversations about what that would look like. We've had conversations about how that might fit. And then there would have to be some strategies that would fit around it um, it's not on the table at the moment. There, there's other pressing issues for the university when it comes to budget, when it comes to enrollment. Uh, but we've left the field in, intact. We've left the facility intact. Um, there's certainly something we would love to entertain, uh, but it will be a process for us at Furman to figure out how to go about that financially um, and from a donor standpoint and just strategically. But it's something we're certainly open to and conversations have taken place. But the conversations have not been enough that we're ready to move forward with anything or do anything in a big way. Just internal conversations with leadership, and that's kind of where it stands at the moment. Well, at least you're talking. That's the main thing. You are. We yeah, are. At least we, you're talking. We love our baseball alumni. We know how hard that is. And um, the reality of the situation in terms of where we were as an institution and where we are today, we've made significant strides. And I do think that the confidence, when you look at a $40 million donor project around basketball, shows a pathway both for our donors and for our administration, to what could be a successful resolution in the future. Um, but it's something that's going to take some time, and there's, there's a lot of hurt feelings that are there around that. Uh, but we would be incredibly happy to have another press conference in the future and, 
and talk about that becoming a reality. It's not on the table at the moment, but down the road, we certainly would consider it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations on what you're getting done with Timmons. Uh, good luck with everything in the future. And what you said, I mean, yes, Furman Athletics at a very high point right now. Uh, credit to you, the coaches, the players. So continued success, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks for the time. Thank you very much. Jason Donnelly, Vice President, Intercollegiate Athletics, AD, at Furman University. And a big day at Furman with the announcement of $40 million in renovations to Timmins Arena. It is a beautiful building. If you've never been up there, it's a beautiful building from the outside. As he mentioned, it was built for concerts. In fact, there was a lot of complaints. They've done other renovations to try to remedy the situation inside the building because they had seats that weren't even angled towards the court. They were angled towards the stage. So that made for some problems early on, but they've worked on that over the years. Now they're going to go big time and make it into a a nice basketball facility. So congrats to the Furman people for getting that done.